live JW Megawake show. I am your host, the Candyman. And tonight, you're in for a special Lola treat. We have Lola on the show in the box right now. Hello, everyone. Welcome, welcome to Mutiny Radio. Can you hear me? I could hear you. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, we are getting geared up for a, a uh, evening filled with tiki desk and comedy battles. And it's just starting right now. Summertime. Yep. Come check it out. It's officially summertime. You got the band shells in full force right now. That is going right now. JFK on Fridays, Saturdays, and Sundays. They got the reggae on Sundays. Uni Radio, we have the open mics here on Monday. We're doing an uh, OMG open mic. That's on 6th and Market. Oh, that's a really good one. That's one of my favorites. We're doing a candy, um, candy show uh, on uh, was it Mars? That is on Brandon and Seventh Street on Wednesday. Every uh, Thursday, we're doing an open mic at Dolores Park. That's 29th and Dolores. And of course, here we are Friday. Uh, we have the comedy battle here, the happy hour at six o'clock. It's always right, right after our show. Oh, it's so fun! Yeah, I mean it's. I mean, it, there's a lot of funny people coming through here. It's great. <laughs> we have uh, Tasty Jokes on uh, Saturday at, at Last Cafe. It just keeps on going. Sunk Lightning, that is my Candyman theme. And here we are, Uni Radio. Welcome. Uh, thanks, JW, for having me. It's so awesome to have you. Yep. I'm very um, excited to be on the radio. Yeah, us too. Yeah, it's great to have you here. Look at that. Everyone is so excited. The The phone the phone line is blowing up. I don't know if they're calling for you or for me or for the comedy. But um, how, you drove up here from the South Bay, huh? Uh, from San Jose, yeah. Nice. That's I great. I had an, a, smooth, uh, a smooth drive because I, I left quite early, like at 1. So I realized that if you start like before 3 or 2 is when the traffic it's heavy, so if you start anywhere to avoid that time, you you be good. Yeah, I drove down there. There was a a, a friend of or an, uh, acquaintance uh, in a band that I know uh, called Doctor Doctor, and they uh, they told me like, hey J W, you want to get on the list for this brewery down in San Jose? And I remember at the time, I was like, I'm not gonna turn down a show. And I remember thinking I was dreading the drive, but it really wasn't that far. Um, San Jose. From yeah, San Jose yeah. was nice. You know, yeah. I like just rolled down the minutes. Yeah, from here. <laughs> just rolled down the windows and it just pretended like it was a convertible the whole time. <laughs> I love driving too. It's, it's the time when I listen to my favorite song. Yeah. Yeah. Some solid windshield time. Yeah, and see, look at the mountains and stuff. Like the view, the scenic. Cause I'm, I I was born and raised in Vietnam, and I moved 
to the U.S. like six years ago, so I still feel like I'm traveling, and there are still many things that I ex I'm exploring, and it's so cool to be in America, America, America. <laughs> in Vietnam, I heard the coffee is really good there. Uh, the coffee is good. Um, they they have milk coffee. Um, yeah, the coffee is more um, like you roast it for a longer time, so it's dark, but less caffeine, I think. Yeah, I still make Vietnamese coffee every day. Nice. Keep the tradition going here. Uh, yeah, that's that's the part that I miss about Vietnam. <laughs> but come on, like I, I'm 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 in America, and I'm very thankful that I ended up here. It was quite um quite a journey how I ended up here uh, did you take a boat <laughs> <laughs> no I didn't take a boat but I was literally kidnapped by my family uh, I was I used to be in a popular uh, all-girl band and then <laughs> I got kidnapped by my family sent me to a rehab and they they was they was they were there uh, they were here in America and after three months in the rehab, they took me here. Um, so kind of, uh, it's it's quite emotional for me at that time. But I'm slowly falling in love with this country, its people, and everything. Um, so yeah, it's really exciting. And I listen to your tunes, and really great. I wanted to play a track for everyone out there. Okay. Yeah. Which what what is, which one are you thinking? You got a lot um, out there. So, because I just mentioned my story, why I come I come here in America. Let's play Dreamer. It's um, for ones who live in the American dream. Dreamer, Lola, Muni Radio FM, coming at ya.
Lola, Mutiny Radio FM. I am sitting in the box with Lola right now, 21st in Florida. That was a really fun track. Well, thank you. It's really nice to sit here and uh, in the studio. It's like totally cool, totally dope. Like we have like arts on the wall and like the the wall in our studio is red and have like tons and tons of stickers in it. Um, yeah, like it's totally cool be here. Thanks, JW. Yeah. Me. Right out through the Muni Radio Airwaves, San Francisco Bay Area and beyond. The the travel from Vietnam to America and uh the Bay Area. These people are going crazy over you right now. Man, I can't get it they can't get enough of this. They're just like they want to call in. <laughs> yeah, so this is I'm so excited to to uh, have you on Tiki Desk uh later this evening as well i'm very excited too <laughs> so yeah so when you toured uh with that band you said that you were in a band uh, an all-girl band an all-girl band in yeah, vietnam in vietnam and so you did a lot of shows around there or? yeah we did a lot of shows um it happened before i know it like because i i started to play um guitar learn guitar when i was 18 and i used to hang out at this um cd store uh rock like the, the the genre the main genre of the store is rock music and so i got picked up by these girlfriends of uh like very popular leading rock bands rockers and they wanted to start an all, all girl band so i i joined as a guitarist and uh we couldn't find, like, the vocalist quit, so I had to, like, put on the vocalist hat. That's how I started, and then my first show was, like, three audience, and and I, I sing and play guitar at the same time, and it was, like, like in no time, like, we are, like, go to, like, magazines. We have, like, magazine cover and get on TV and stuff, and, like, get signed in like the second year or something. So it it like it happened before I know it. Sounds magical. Yeah. Um I think like I when I was young, like um my dad have teach uh, like have um teacher to teach me keyboard lesson. So that's how I started with music. But I always like like to have the guitar, like to play guitar. And so I used to like standing on my bed and ha- like holding a broom and pretend it is a guitar, <laughs> and I could see like in my like I ha- like I lost in that fantasy like me on the big stage in front of like a huge crowd and sing and play, and I just like just go and enjoy my life and like enjoy music, and, and it ju- it just happened before I know it, so I think that's how it happened. Know, you know, you have that uh, belief, you have that vision in you, and you just cook cook it up, and someday it just, like, manifests by itself. Yeah. Yeah, the broom, the broom. Yeah, I mean, I think Jimi Hendrix did that. I think he, there was a story with uh, Jimi Hendrix and a broom. I think that's a, that's natural, right? Uh, playing <laughs> <that>. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it has the shape of a guitar, and it's light, and it's so, like, convenient, like, you have it there. Every house has it, right? That is fun. 
And then the whole witch thing too. I like that part. <laughs> <laughs> You're seeing a witch right now. That's that's funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Pam is all about the witch jokes. I'm just thinking about. Oh, I want to hear one of those. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's a reason why they call it spelling. I don't know. That was her thing. <laughs> I have to have her do her own joke. <laughs> but um, yeah. No, I mean, with, with the with the piano, I, I mean, just and it just translates right to the guitar. I mean, I've done it the other way around with uh, guitar to piano. Remember when I figured out everything that I'm playing on guitar, I could just play it on piano. I was like, wow, there's light went off in my head. That's how you look at it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. And I heard I heard J W play some <laughs> pianos early b- before the show started. Like he's he's awesome. Self-taught, you know. <laughs> I'm no classical pianist or anything, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I was impressed because I, I I see you as a guitar guy. I heard you on the piano. That's cool. Punk rock on the piano. <laughs> <laughs> Why not? <laughs> Wow. Um. It is yeah, so now that you've landed here and um we're talking about touring and I was talking to someone else about it, you know, touring is so tough in in America now, but I don't know, with this DIY uh, venues that are popping up around here and all over the country, these venues where basically you have control of it like a do it yourself kind of thing, there's something called a spacement um, and it's like basically somebody's house in their basement that they converted into a venue. Okay. So then they have people there. So I just can't imagine. I mean, a lot of these bands that are on tour, it's funny enough, you know, my, my friend and my neighbor, Serena, mm-hmm. we went to um, this annual festival. It's called Stern Grove. I don't know if you've been to Stern Grove since you've been here. Oh, I haven't. So um, Joan Jett had actually played last year and she had gotten the drummer's number and there was maybe a couple hours of time where we thought that Joan Jett was going to come over and play a Tiki Desk concert. (laughs) It's like, no way. I feel like if I was a touring band that I'd be, I'd be down. I'd be down to play at a a house show. I mean, that'd be so fun. Yeah. If you have like a friend or like, you know, someone who would be open to do, a show at their house, they would love to do it. Like if, if I have I have a house and like, band come to me and like <laughs> oh, we want we want to like ha- do a show at your house. Like, I think I would I would do it, right? If 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 the person is a music fan, like, what is more fun than that? Cause yeah, it's organic, know. and cool. I mean, yeah. I just uh, I think you know in some of these places too. I I went to this other. Um, and we're calling it DIY. I couldn't stand that term, but I guess that's the only thing I could really call it a do-it-yourself kind of thing where there was this um, place. It was uh, actually a couple of two or three different houses that had backyards, but they knocked out the fence. So it was just basically this huge outdoor area where they had all these bands play. Mm. And there was there was hundreds of people there, you know. That's cool. It's it's like um, the Tiki uh, Desk concert that we're gonna heading to. Uh, we're gonna play it after the show tonight. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. If if we have like cool neighbors that are totally cool with the music and stuff, that yeah. is totally cool. 
I feel like at that point it becomes like a community thing when you you go around, you tell all your neighbors about it, and they're all gung ho about it. They're coming over, you know. Yeah, yeah, that's that's really cool. I think um, I don't have a lot of experience like touring in America. Um, even like back in Vietnam, I don't have that experience because we had an, a manager and like I I I like I didn't know what was going on, so I just do things that just get like go with the flow. But since I get to America, I um I started to learn like how to do the business uh, side of being a musician. Uh, so I'm still learning, and I. I can't, I don't, I don't, like, I'm not very confident in saying, like, if that's, um, is that the way for DIY touring, but and I think, like, it's, it's, it would come down to creativity, so it's not only, only be creative on the music side, but also be creative on the business side, and I think at, at this age that we're this crazy time that we're living in when we have like AI I think that's gonna help us a lot I think so yeah I say so yeah it's uh it's um I feel like when you're the I mean when you're in a band and you're an artist it's like at least for me I can only speak for myself it's like it's nice to just be able to focus on what you're creating and not have to worry about booking the hotel yeah. or doing oh, all that that'd stuff be nice right that'd be nice yeah you just like spend your whole day and like just like write music and like feel the dopamine when you get like <laughs> a line that you're really like you know mm-hmm. but but it's it's not the case right now <laughs> yeah wow well it is 420 do you want to play another track we'll play another track for everyone out there what do you think of back in time um maybe put your body on me that's like put your um, body on me that's my latest release latest release put your body on me happy friday and happy 420 to everyone out there for the media radio airwaves and beyond
great what inspired you to write that uh inspired <laughs> we <laughs> marijuana <laughs> oh nice uh yeah i i wrote that song very <laughs> fast because like um yeah i i i, I was on wheat um i smoke wheat like i think every day at that time so i finished that song very fast i don't write that fast without wheat but i do have um <laughs> yeah but i have bipolar so i don't i can't smoke too much wheat so yeah, so I I have songs that written like n not under weed influence, but um, yeah, I, I want I want that part of me grow bigger, like you know, just write, but not like using weed be because like I used to write before I was introduced to weed, and it was very like feel like natural to me, but then when I got like started to smoke weed, then I feel like weed helps me uh write faster and to a point i think that i can't write without it um and that is part like one of the reason that i got kidnapped by my family and sent me to a rehab because i smoke weed every day and in vietnam weed is illegal it's like <laughs> it's our it, it is considered like crime yeah Criminal. like a like a like a yeah crim like a like a drug like real drug just like other drugs so it was yeah. criminal here up until 2018 yeah but I remember I all the guilt and everything that i had for years was gone mm. 2018 and still illegal in some states right yes it is yeah right yeah still federally illegal yeah but it does it does have like to everything moderation is is good because like when you you are too dependent on something um then you will forget like who you really are maybe that's how i think yeah it's interesting you know as i feel like if as long as you're consciously aware of it like 
I've I've done it, you know, not, not me as much, but I feel like you can go on a binge where you could smoke a bunch of weed for like a week straight and then you stop. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, this bit of a withdrawal, which I never thought that there was a withdrawal from marijuana, but I am um, from firsthand experience, uh, experience that. Uh, there is. There is. Yeah. I can go into the details, but uh, basically what it was is. Yeah, there but was for for me, it does have like um some kind of like adverse effects. Like it it felt so good, so good uh, when you first started. But then when if you like smoke every day, then I st- develop like paranoia. Like I believe in things that 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 are not are not really there, you know. And um, did you feel like you were like dependent on smoking weed? Uh, I didn't <laughs> feel so, but um, I I. I w- I didn't think so, but um, but the paranoia is is the thing that get me stop smoking, cause I can't stand it. Ultimate fear for me. Yeah, I remember it's that. It's too dark. I like I even like a, th- a thought about it give me like panic attack kind of. So you were smoking weed in Vietnam. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, because it was illegal there, there's that extra paranoia from that too. But even six years ago, marijuana was illegal here in 2000. It wasn't yeah. legalized until 2018. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so I mean, that's, that's why, I mean, because that, that's a lot more with the paranoia kids. So I remember before 2018, um, that's, that's what it was for me too, is that I would, I would have a bag full of weed and I'd be like, Oh shit. Well, if I get pulled over this and I'm going to jail, you know? Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's like part of the psychological effect of it. I don't know if I use the right word, but yeah, yeah, you you paranoid and and like, so when I when I first came to America, like in my first three years, I couldn't talk about it. Like right now, I can t- I'm ready to talk about it because I'm over it. But when I first came here, I I could never tell anybody that story because it feel like a shame like i feel guilty and it's a shame i don't want anybody to to know about and i can tell that when like when i talk to people when they ask about my past like why do i move here i can tell that they know that there's something i'm holding back i'm not telling them everything and i think it, it's it feels yeah. so uncomfortable i know it's great to um that you're sharing that because there's so many people out there that have gone through some similar experiences and probably more than you think mm. there's probably a lot of people i mean so i'm just curious now because i'm like <laughs> i'm just thinking about it so were you did you get were you in you're in vietnam and you you got caught smoking weed or something or um no so i had you're just smoking a loose one and then i, I smoke weed i remember the first <laughs> joint i smoked was with my guitarist and he got uh that joint from somebody else and i think there's something else in it then uh, after that night i couldn't sleep that night and after that i started have like episodes and then my family think that i was like on like heavy drug and stuff so it's just like it was on my birthday and i was um Which like was get like out yeah. of my house and get ready to get to the show and celebrate my birthday there and like when i just got out of the house like there's like a group of like five or ten guys waiting for me and i just grabbed me and put me into the van. I fought so bad. I have like minor um, 
um, injury. And then I passed out on the van, and when I woke up, like, the next thing I know, I was in a rehab. I was locked in, like, this, it's, it's like a prison cell. You have bars and stuff. I was behind those bars. And I remember there's a TV on the wall, and they don't treat you with dignity in the rehab center. So, like, the guy that watch over us in the rehab center, there's a TV, and I was on the TV there, and he, he pointed at the TV, and he asked me, like, is that you? What a shame. And, yeah, that, that was what happened. And, like, Ten I was there, people. and every, every day they get you to get wake up really early in the morning and then, um, like, just repeat what after what they say. They have, like, a written, like, paragraph of one A4 paper, and you have to repeat that. And, uh, yeah, I watched the TV, and I saw, like, my friends out there doing things, but I can't do anything. And I lost my Facebook page. I lost my YouTube. I lost all my, like, photos and stuff. And when I got out, like, my family want me here. And so I'm What a story. So those 10 people, were they, like, police officers or? Oh, uh, they are not uh, police officers. They kind of, I don't know, because um, my dad want my dad asked them to take me so i'm i don't know if they are p police officer but but they are they are the one that escort me to the rehab center yeah that's a pretty intense experience you know i always think it's great to to share those experiences because i don't know i've had a lot of experiences too um but it's good to, it's good to ex i mean uh, there's some other artists that have come forward um, and open about, you know, mental health. And mental health is the thing I'm most passionate about, actually. I think most people know that, but not everyone knows that. Mental health and gender identity. Those are my two, number one. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes I, I they're infused. I don't know. Like, sometimes it's like, what, is it because of my gender, the reason why I was treated this way? Or, I don't know, but it might be in my head. Mm, yeah, a lot, a lot of, like, those things are very subtle, and you don't know that it's there. And it's hard for you, you to believe that you have it, too. Because, like, I, remem I remember the doctor told me that I have depression. And they told me that I have bipolar, but I never believe it. I just, like, no, this, this, is, this is not true. Like, I'm feeling fine. But then, like, after, like, the second diagnosis, I, I'm, like, Maybe I do have it, but just on 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 a like a smaller, like a lower on the scale. Yeah, but I mean, you were in a uh, a power trio girl band mm -hmm. that was hitting it big in Vietnam, and I mean that's something that th th your doctor, whoever that was that diagnosed you with whatever, something that they never experienced before most likely i mean yeah. when you're in the spotlight and everyone's looking at you and you have all this attention and it's it's a different thing you know that i, I was i was not that famous and popular like too much that that you know <laughs> get depression but i do like i do have depression out of it when like i got too much attention um so i do stretch myself out but now i realize that it's it's just problems that are not really there. It's just your mind making up problems out of 
things that should not be. And I do have a line in Surrender. It's, it's a song I wrote when during the pandemic saying that like I feel like somehow like I feel better when no one knows me. You know, that's one of like the, the thing that helped me when you feel like, oh, you get too much attention. You say, you just tell yourself, I'm nobody. And I don't have to be anybody. And that's how you got like a release from it. And also talking about gender, I used to date with women and in serious relationships. And so that was part of like the reason that got me like smoke weed every day and like fall into depression and stuff like a lot of things. Did you feel that you weren't accepted because you um, like someone a certain someone? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I could see that too. Like, but who cares? No, people care. It sucks <laughs> that people care. Who? There was this uh, thing that I'd seen. Um, and we care. It was this clip, and it was like this X-ray thing, right? Where there's people that would walk, and they would hug each other, and they'd be kissing each other, and it'd just be the skeleton of the person. Mm. So you couldn't see, like, you know, anything. Yeah, no, you don't see that. And yeah, then it it's, moves. It's more like it's the essence of you falling in love with the essence of the other person. Yeah. Without the gender, without identity and stuff. So so now if we can say that we don't care, it means that we're already over it. Like we're, we're ready to talk about it. San Francisco is a good place to be for that. Yeah, for sure. I think. You for know. sure. Yeah. But, it, you know, for me, because, you know, being a Bay Area kid – I don't know. This is all I've ever known, you know, but being gay was something that people knew. And even being in elementary school, you know, in my generation, um, that was something that people knew. But people mistake being queer for being gay. And I don't know, it could be one of the same, but queer. I mean, I, um, referring to, you know, gender identities, I feel like, you know, if you so, for example, this will make mm. more sense. If there's two people that appear to be female that are walking down the street holding hands and kissing, that doesn't necessarily mean that they're, you know, lesbians. If one of them ident didn't identify or identifies as if they're gender fluid or if they're, mm -hmm. then then I, what I is know that? What you, mean, yeah. you know, so I I, it's so weird. I feel like everyone's trying to like put everyone in a gender or a orient sexual orientation box when. Really, it's. I feel like it should be more about what do you identify with, right? First, um, it's it's the um, duality. It's like if you're not this thing, you have to be in something else. Like it's like one thing on another, but we don't have to. We yeah, don't, we don't have to do that. So, yeah. Happy Pride to everyone out there. Yeah, it is a uh, so Pride. Pride it's Pride, Pride weekend. It's Pride weekend Pride too. Weekend. Cool. Pride Tiki Desk, Pride, everything's Pride this weekend. Yep. <laughs> so cool. Uh, so you were talking about Surrender. This uh, this uh, this song you were, was uh, on Wait. topic of what you were just talking about. Okay. Okay. Let's blast this track for everyone out there, huh? Oh, uh, what? Oh, you want to play this track for everyone? Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. But do so it. this uh, this song is called Surrender. We got Lola in the box right now, kicking off Pride weekend. <laughs> All right. Mm -hmm. 
Lola, Mutiny Radio FM, getting geared up for the comedy battle coming up here at 6 o'clock and a tiki desk um, tonight. We're going to get things going around 7 o'clock. We're going to have a bunch of food, beverages, live mm. entertainment mm. on a rooftop. On a rooftop. And we have like a projector. Uh, we project the show on the wall, right? So I like could do that. Yeah, we have enough time to do that, actually, mm. since I have a there's going to be a chef um barbecue yeah it's going to be 
I have somebody completely dedicated to cooking. So when I started doing this in 2000, 2020. Okay. And so things were a little bit more locked down. And so what I would do is I would cook up a bunch of food. So I'd be cooking and I'd be doing the sound. I'd be doing the video. And back when there was just, you know, 10 people there, then it was fine because you could navigate it. But mm-hmm. then, you know, this past year, now that things are coming back, to try to cook and to try to do the sound mm-hmm. and the audio and everything and be the host, oh. it was basically it's impossible. Yeah. Uh, I, I really appreciate you doing this. Yeah, it's really fun. It's been really great. The yeah, I always the first time I did it, actually, I had a house party, mm-hmm. and um, I went and told all the neighbors it was Mother's Day weekend, mm-hmm. and I told all the neighbors, I'm like, hey, you know, uh, Happy Mother's Day. You know, my mom's favorite bands are coming over to play. Uh, mm-hmm. You guys are welcome to come through. Mm-hmm. And how did they respond to that? They seemed really. They seemed it was cool, but I mean. I think f- coming from a different angle, what kind of a sick person would call some the cops on someone and their mom? Oh, right, <laughs> right, 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 right. That's what I was, the angle I was going is like, wow, if they're really going to call the cops, they're going to be really, mm. you know, on someone and their mom. Really rude, yeah. <laughs> 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 right. But then you, I remember like you said like the last time you had like a hundred people. Yeah, so over the course of um, the night, there was a... Uh, There was a hundred people that that were there. There was um, 35 people on the deck, mm. and maybe about 30 people, 30, 40 people inside. And then there was people hanging out in the alleyway. Mm. That is really cool. It's pretty cool. It's yeah. gotten better. It's gotten. I just you know, with the whole thing with my neighborhood and the the neighbors, that's what makes it makes it work. I thought about it definitely before. I'm like, oh, you know, maybe I could. Moving to a place that has a even bigger, you know, outdoor space, and then I'm like, well, oh. I could do that, and then the neighbors could suck. They could be like, you know, someone tells a joke, and they're like, you know, that happens sometimes here too. Mm. Outdoor at the outdoor patio, we used to do comedy outside, and there'd be people that call the cops, you oh. know. Um, and we do have good neighbors. There's always one sour apple, though. Mm. So my neighborhood, there's not one single sour apple. I've been doing this for seven years now. I've been at my spot for seven years, and um, I think it's because I what so seize candies. We're fundraising with seize candies at Muni Radio. So what I did is I went around to the neighbors and gave them a box of candy mm-hmm. and invited them over basically to come and party. You know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody like that, huh? I think so. Yeah. I think for the most part. I mean. I, You got to go with a wing person, though. I mean, I felt like I I definitely gone with a wing person. Being the candy professional can be dangerous, you know, <laughs> because if you go alone and you know, and you go up to the door and it's just me, and you give him a box of candies. I mean, I feel like in San Francisco you're going to be like, hey, why the f- why are you giving candy to my wife? You know, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that that's never really. That are you only the hap- candy man? <laughs> I am the candy man. Yeah, that's that's how. And the show, yeah. Mm. I am the Muni Radio Candyman. <laughs> sweet. That's, that's, no pun that's intended. That's how people talk about sweet. you. Like, J.W. Sweet. <laughs> sweet soul. Sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever had seized candies before? Uh, mm, what is that? Seized candies seized is a... Cali- yeah, it's California um, 
manufacturer, candy manufacturer. Uh-huh. Everything's made in California. Okay. They have. Uh, you gotta give me one of that. Yeah, I got a box of candies at my okay. place. Yeah, I like candy. I like sugar. <laughs> I have a sweet tooth. Also has some cake too. Oh, okay. And we're gonna have chocolate like berry barbecue at the tiki concert. Barbecue tiki desk concert. Tiki con- concert and good music. Yeah. Yeah, we're so excited. I'm excited to. I'm. We're excited to have you. And uh, this is going to be the first tiki desk I have performed since oh, really? 2020. Since 2020. Yeah, at oh. least here at the the tiki desk. Yeah. Um. Wow. So it's been three years. It's hard to believe. Yeah. Been that long. Things have changed. Let's see. Let's we'll do see it. how it goes tonight. Can't we, wait. It start at seven, right? Yeah. So we're gonna get things going around seven o'clock. Feel free to uh, direct message Mutiny Radio Instagram if you would like to be a part of the Tiki Desk concert. Um, it's gonna be in the Bernal Mission neighborhood. It's right off the fourteen and the forty nine. Um, yeah, it's going to be a jam-packed night. Lots of food, candies, cake. Lots of heart music, yeah. gathering. Yeah. You have a musical uh, neighborhood, man. I feel so freaking lucky. I've actually made a lot of friends in the neighborhood that just heard the music mm. and just came. They're like, hey, kid, we're not, you know, we, you know, they're just like, hey, we just, we heard the music, you know. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, come on up. And they're like, whoa, no way. <laughs> and like some of these people become some of my best friends too That's in the neighborhood. Cool. Yeah. I, I, I know this sound kind of like, um, like how do I say, like duality? But I, I, think, I, think that a, I think it's weird that some person, like someone don't like music. It's, it's weird to me. It is you strange. Know, like, yeah, like the life, life is so dry without music. It's like, it's like sonic, when you talk it in sonic <laughs> term, it's like, it's like no reverb in it. Like, yeah. right? It's so dry. Like, how can you go on without music? I, I don't know. I don't know how people do it. My grandmother actually was deaf, so she never got to enjoy the music, um, mm. which was a shame. Well, that's different. But, you know, Jeopardy Wheel of Fortune... That was our thing. Mm. That's a big American thing. Um, oh, oh. It's, a, it's, a, it's a, you spin the wheel, and uh-huh. then you guess the letters. Uh-huh. Um, it's it was a cool thing. Okay. So I I still I I've been I've been in the U.S. only six years, and three three of those six years was like pandemic. Pandemic. <laughs> so I still have a lot to learn about the country. So. Please forgive me if like there's like something cultural and I don't. I oh no, I'm gonna send it. this to you. I think you're gonna, I think you're gonna like it. It's good with the kids too. There's something about, you know, maybe not Jeopardy because that's a lot more challenging. But like even the kids could. I remember being able to be like, oh, that's a, that's a word, you know. Mm. Um, but with the music and you know going to what you're saying, like in the neighborhood, it's a musical neighborhood. There's been a, you know neighbors that I've invited. There was this. Um, so I did it so many times to a certain point, you know. I told the neighbors, I'd try to be done by 10. I'll be done by mm. 10. And the times that we've gone over, you know, I went like, oh, you know, 
tried to get things done by 10. They said, we don't care how late you play until play as late as you want. Oh. I was like, no way. Because, well, that's the thing, you know, at Muni Radio, you know, all the radio stations around here, the art community, the open mics, and there's a lot of talent around here. Mm-hmm. So I, I really think, you know, a lot of times I had this hard, this not a, this rock and roll band, um, the first real, you know, loud rock band mm-hmm. had come over to play at my place. And I was a little bit worried. I was like, man, you know. <laughs> uh, but then I walked outside and kind of walked around. It just, it just sounded good. It was hard. I'm like, who would call the cops on that? Mm-hmm. So we had this band that came from Tracy that drove from Tracy. I don't know if you've been to Tracy. It's like the yeah, Central know. Valley. Mm-hmm. And they were the headlining band. And we got a late start. And I was like, oh, shit. Like, what am I going to tell this band that drove out from Tracy that I got to cut their set short? <laughs> they drove all the and waited. So I let him go. And I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. I was just like, so they went, they played until after 1130. Wow. And my, uh, the neighbors that I had invited, um, and they live actually a block away that they couldn't make it that night, but they said that they were laying in bed and can hear it. Mm. <laughs> like they were laughing about it. They, they were sort of laughing. Um, so this is my observation about America. People love music here, which I really appreciate. I think so. I mean, yeah. I I also think that I, you know, the neighbor, the neighbors too. I mean, I've, especially I've live music. Live music, yeah, yeah, live music is good. I think that's what it was. I I remember the first place it was before I moved to the city. My friend and his girlfriend lived in the marina and it was a Saturday at like noon mm. and they were playing some like, you know, r- you know, some kind of rap music or uh-huh. I, I don't even know what it, I forget who it was, but it was literally like 12, one o'clock in the afternoon on a Saturday and there's somebody screaming out their window. That music is very offensive. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, my God. And that was in the marina. And like, I don't know. I mean. You could be, I could be in my neighborhood and maybe if I lived on a different corner where another neighbor wasn't cool, then maybe it would get canceled. Maybe people would be like, oh, f- you know, turn it off. But um, yeah, it's, it's I live music is where I feel like, yeah, I mean, brings people together. Right, yeah. And you can feel the energy directly from like the energy exchange from the listener and the player so that is like what is cool about it and i love live music too you know there's something very different like the music recorded in in the studio and you listen it to it in your car it's something very different than the music you hear live and it's play sometimes not perfectly but that's the beauty of it too by the musician in front of you. And then, yeah. And as a performer, it's uh, it's also cool when you play live music because like, you see the audience there and you see, you can feel their energy. They can feel you and it connects us. You know, it's, it's beautiful. Yeah, there's gotta be, I mean, there's definitely a music scene happening here. Um, you know, with the, pandemic and everything not like you know san francisco has always been kind of a you know a place to be but with the technology the tech thing that was happening before i feel like this pandemic it kind of 
you know, pushed a lot of that out of here. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it, San Francisco is always an art scene, but I feel like it's more vibrant now than ever. It's I'm seeing these places like uh, Asiento is right over here. This this place around the corner, they have live music. Mm-hmm. Kilowatt has live music now. Ace actually did a, a DJ set there, and he booked a show tomorrow with uh, the Hyperdrive Kittens, oh, okay. which I'm, I'm going to go to that. I can't miss it. Um, mm. Kilowatt is, you know, that place, they didn't have live music for 30 years. There was wow. a, they're, they didn't have music until the, since the 90s, so the, the people that bought it, they're artists and musicians, and so right. now they're doing music there. I thought it was just on the weekends, but I went to a show on a Wednesday night there. The sniffers, oh, um, it is, uh, you know, did you ever go to, you've been to New York? Uh, nope. Seriously. Wow. Mm. I'm just, I'm just thinking of all these things we've got to check for you since you've been, you've, so you've just been in California for six years. Have you been traveled around? Have you been to Nashville? Uh, no. Oh my gosh. I haven't got the chance to, cause, um, uh, my daughter is still very young and i i do have you got separation the anxiety a separation anxiety? well you could bring her along for the tour uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know like i don't know she needs to be old like older to to, to voice her opinion about like if she likes it or not you know but um america is huge like like california is bigger than my vietnam my country my home country smaller than california that's wild to think yeah. about. I think Japan too, right? Japan's like this little tiny thing. I'm not comparing apples to apples, but I'm just like you think about these countries that are super small. And Vietnam has a really high population too, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, very high population. So th- they're like they got more people living there than probably. I, I don't know, and I <laughs> I have to like look that up. <laughs> I'm not sure, but LA is pretty big. I don't know. Yeah, but um. So I didn't have uh, like a lot of chance and um, resource to travel, like to explore more of America. But California is really beautiful. Like when I came here and like I I was I felt like I was welcome. Um, I did like feel a little bit like as an outsider at first, but it's just me. It's just me. It's not like from a people who live here. Like you see like people from all ar- around the world. And like people who live in America, born and raised here, and they are welcoming Im- immigrants. This is really beautiful to me. I like totally, definitely appreciate it. Yeah. And thank you so much. I mean, who doesn't? I mean, the thing is, and I, I think it's a good laugh uh, because I mean, I, l- I basically live in the Mission District in San Francisco, and mm-hmm. Muni Radio here right now, where we're sitting mm. in these chairs, is. Mission District. We're like in the mission. And so there was this uh, thing with the whole MAGA thing happening with Trump, you know, Mm. and the whole thing that was happening, which is chaotic around here and the whole. Oh. So Trump, you think with an Ivy League degree that he would be able to speak in an educated way when Mm. he said, what he should have said is illegal aliens, but he said illegal immigrants. And it's like, what the fuck? Everyone's a. (laughs) <laughs> immigrant um That's so terrible. so what it was i was walking down valencia i don't think it was a mission or valencia with a friend and i'd seen it i was like 
and look like a make America great again hat. I was like, what the fuck? Like I felt like I was going to throw a rock at, not me, but it was like, someone's going to throw a rock at this window. And I got closer and it, it said, instead of make America great again, it said, make America Mexico again. <laughs> because, well, yeah, California used to be Mexico. Yeah, I know that place too. Oh, it's really interesting, you know, uh, in 1848. So it wasn't a part of America until 1848. And then just mysteriously, the gold rush happens the next year where everyone's flocking here, rush here to, you know, they made more money off the picks and the forks and stuff that the miners bought than the miners that were the f- gold that they found here. <laughs> it's interesting. Yeah. But, um, very, so very American, like the U.S. has a very, very interesting history, and and it's the youngest country in in the the whole world, but also the place where the whole world's having is having an eye on, like the the whole world's like eyes on America. Yeah, yeah, it's um, it's really interesting. I like to hear um about the other cultures too. I I mean, I like to. I haven't really traveled as much as people think. Kind of want to go travel. Have you been to the U- UK? Mm, no. I had I've some been to Europe, yeah. I had somebody f- we're in Europe. Mm, this Europe is like totally different vibe because like when you walk on the brick, you, you the bricks, you know that these bricks used to be here 100 years ago and like the people 100 years ago who already like in the air or like nothing now used to walk their own feet on these it's a very very interesting feeling it's ancient yeah it's very cool yeah that makes sense yeah i had somebody uh from liverpool come through mm-hmm. here uh last year cool it's in a drummer in this band called flare up okay i remember thinking i was like gosh i can't imagine like being Born and raised in a place like that, you know. You think about all these bands from all over the world that are huge. Like, for some reason, I thought Elton John was American. I don't know why. I thought it. I mean, because it was just such a big phenomenon here. Mm. Um. Yeah. And he doesn't have that like uh, English, uh, British sound in 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 his um uh pronunciation. Yeah, when he right? when he sings, and the story behind Elton John's really cool too. Um, so when they originally were starting a band, mm. he wasn't planning on being the vocalist. There was going to be another, there was somebody else that was going to sing. Mm. And what ended up happening was this person, they wrote all the lyrics mm. and then he started singing the lyrics mm. and that became Elton John. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot more to the story than that. I'm sure. Um, yeah, it's, and I think it's going to be a long, long time. <laughs> Cold, Cold Heart? <laughs> they, so they redid it, Cold Heart. That did, Cold Heart redid that song by oh. Elton John. Oh, okay. Rocket Man. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's so much cool. fun. Uh, yeah, I mean, well, just speaking with your art, too. I mean, when I hear you sing, I, I don't hear a... Your pronunciation is so as you can't tell, you know, you couldn't tell. If yeah, because cause when I record, I can I can listen to the song, like listen to my own singing and I can like tell like like I have to work around that a lot. 
and I w- there there's like small thing too uh, uh, around it that like for example like how you position your tongue or your lower jaw and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I I realize those stuff. Uh, but yeah, but when I'm I'm mad or uh, like when I'm like nervous, uh, I'm I have a, r- <laughs> a really strong accent, Vietnamese accent. <laughs> so you can tell if I start to sound like Vietnamese, you mean that I'm mad. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. This has been really fun. I know you got a, we got a couple more, we can play another track. We're kind of winding down to the end of the show here. Um, what are you thinking? Memories? Um, yeah, let's time. play Memories. Memories. Um, yeah. Memories. Making Memories. Mm-hmm. Beauty Radio.
Thank you all for tuning in to the JW Megawake show. Lola, what a treat to have you on the show. What a treat to be here. I mean, that's your voice? That's amazing. Got the chills back here. There's so much passion. I hear someone say that about your voice. Thank you. Yeah, so, you know, it's a big month, a big week. I know you just had a birthday. Somebody's birthday out there everywhere, isn't it? <laughs> Happy birthday. It's a tamale lady's birthday today. It's a national, our San Francisco tamale lady day as well. Oh, really? Which is, yeah, this is actually her day. Yeah. That's new to me. Yeah. It's your birthday. Juneteenth. Juneteenth as well, so. Oh, today? Uh, so Juneteenth was uh, was it this week? It was on Monday. So I felt like it was a great special occasion to um, to play back the Ronda Sauce um, Juneteenth. Here it is. Enjoy and have a beautiful weekend, everybody. Happy Pride, everyone out there. Happy Pride. This actually isn't.
Hello, everybody. Ooh. Hey. <laughs> You're cute. Um, <laughs> I haven't even started yet. So calm down. Uh, that is Sam uh, Shetla. Bates. I'm Sam's on the keys. Mr. Gabe Lee on drums. I'm going to play some tunes for you. I like that.
In a mellow tone, that's the way to live. If you're moping, broke, something's got to give. So go your way. The little long day with my mellow song.
something has to give. So go your way. The live long day. With my mellow song. Ain't the nothing could ever go wrong against my favorite song. Oh, in the mellow So you gotta break it down before you build it back up.
Let's get one of the drums. sax player. I learned it from Lucy Yegazarian. <laughs> I'm a cloud chaser. <laughs> She's cute. Never too early for anything I want. Well, I'd like like a pizza with pineapple. <laughs> This I dig of you. Thank you. 
going weird. No? Hello? Yeah, that's going. glass of rosé with the other milfs in the building. Testing, there we go. 